Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas de Caballeros. Radio, I'm your host, Dave Duenas, with special guest, John D. from Epic. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. How are you, David? I'm doing good, man. You know, um, great all the stuff that's going on right now, uh, in not just in the boxing world, but in the world in general, um, you, know, you got to admit, it's kind of scary. What's happening? Just that moment, you know what I mean? We're definitely going to get into what is going on, your experience. Um, I had a chance to talk to Evan Rutkowski a little earlier. I had a chance to listen to a little bit of his uh, his podcast, and there's some things that he mentioned that I immediately – I was thinking the same thing. Um, you know, I think everything went so fast uh, in terms of what – well, I wouldn't say it went that fast, right, Johnny? I mean, I mean – the hysteria, it took about a week for it finally to kick in. And I think yesterday, that's when it got real for a lot of us. Because myself, I'm guilty of it. Like a lot of others, we, we made some jokes about it, you know, bottled some jokes. And, you know, um, the seriousness didn't really, really, I mean, I knew it was serious. But when you see sports, and not just, you know, I mean, major sports, starting to get shut down. And, and we're at at a, you know, where these are multi-billion um, businesses that depend on people showing up and spending their good earned dollar. That's when you go, oh wow, like oh shit, this this is real. Absolutely, and I want to say to all our listeners and everyone out there in general, please stay safe. You know, I wish you all well. It's getting crazy out there. I went to the supermarket today. I almost got taken out by some old ladies in a shopping cart, bro. It's getting wild. And, uh, you know, we're all trying to get our shopping in and stock up. And I recommend people, you know, just stay safe and just kind of chill out for now. And it did escalate really, really fast. And when I saw it affect the sports world, which we know is multi-billion-dollar right. businesses, right. entirely shut down. In our generation, we're around the same age, bro. Like, when have you seen the NFL, the NHL, boxing, mixed martial arts, everything just say, you know what, if I show, hey, fuck it, you know, like, it shut down. It's going to cost a lot of people money, and it actually caused a lot of panic, because when you see that, you're like, man, this shit's real. And like you, I made the jokes about the coronas and all that type of shit, right. but no, it's not a joke anymore. Uh, one no. uh, sport, if you will, that's running tonight is the WWE on Fox. And that goes off 8 o'clock Eastern. There's not going to be anyone in attendance. And I'm going to say, I think they should also just take a seat. Everyone should just relax this weekend, wait it out, see, see what we're dealing with here, because we don't know what's up, David. Well, that's the thing. You know, I mean, um, the panic is real. That's an obvious thing. You know, Showbox as well, uh, New Generation featuring Brandon Lee uh, as the headliner. That, that fight's going to definitely, uh, it's going to happen What's up, London uh, Left Hook, man? Uh, welcome to the show, bro. Glad uh, people can make it here. Um, 
like I said, this was not planned. We weren't going to do a show. I mean, we were, but I didn't know exactly what time. So appreciate everybody that came on. Um, going back with Evan Rakowski from Fistonados, he had mentioned 9-11. And he said there was some, there was a familiar feeling. That's not, don't quote me. That, that's what he said. I'm just kind of, you know, paraphrasing, okay? And what I took off of that was I, I had felt the same way because, you know, I was 26 years old when the 9-11 happened. And I was a plumber. I was I had owned my own shop at the time, and um, I lived in Hollister, California. But I was commuting every day to San Jose, you know. And when the 9/11 hit, immediately because I was I'm a big Howard Stern fan, so I'm missing the Howard Stern. And immediately, um, you know, when Howard started talking about it, because they were kind of you know still in, 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 the, in the fog of things. They really didn't know what was going on. There were speculations, there were cracking jokes, but then it got real. But it took, it took, the, the, it took about a few hours for, for folks to go, like myself, to go, oh, shit, this is real. Whereas with the coronavirus, it took about a week, I think, for all of us to go, wow, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is starting to get really serious. And then when you go to the grocery market, as I did myself, because I was like, I'm going to head home. Uh, I'm going to stop at the store, you know, because I normally buy every day at the store when I'm going to, you know, cook for dinner or whatnot, right? And it was packed, you know, than normal. And you see people grabbing water and, 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 and the toilet paper thing, I don't understand, but grabbing water and then the, the clerks are telling you uh, two, per, two flats per person. So that's when you kind of like, okay, but news was coming out so fast the way the 9-11, you know, was, uh, you know, you know, first it was the Twin Towers, then they said the Pentagon. I mean, it was just coming at you so quick. And that yesterday, it was the same thing. Things were being, were being reported immediately about certain events. Now, the UFC is still going forward with their event, but with no audience. And they're the only ones at the time, top rank, uh, was trying to hold on to it, saying the same thing. They were trying to implicate, you know, be identical to what they were going to do, but something along the line ha- happened there, you know, and I was, uh, I was paying close attention to it. Great job that, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that started doing the reporting immediately, that Kevin Eidick from Boxing Scene, uh, Lance uh, Pugsmeyer, um, started throwing out information, athletic, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, they started throwing out things out there. Um, even, even Steve Kim and Mario Lopez had did a, did their post a podcast and they had throughout information, but it was too early and too soon because we, we really were still in the dark of how things were going to come down, you know? And I mean, I'll give you right away, uh, immediately what, what this was the third thing that was thrown up. And this was the first thing that, that I, that caught my eye from Lance uh, Pugsmeyer, you know, and he was, you know, he had just spoke to Bob Arum and he said the Shakur Stevenson fight card on Saturday night at the Hulu theater at SMG, uh, it was still going to go on, but without public, right? So, so that, that caught my eye and I was like, okay, all right, well, we're still going to see something here because the UFC were the first ones to kind of announce that, that they were going to move forward without, without an audience, you know, and I'll get into a little bit what Dana had said um, in a, in a, I believe it was a, a uh, radio interview as well, uh, or somebody, I can't, I don't know who he conducted it with, but he had his, you know, 
his little speech of how he spoke to the uh, the president and the vice president of the United States here, you know. But that, that's what caught my eye, uh, honey. I don't know what got you going like whoa, like holy smokes. Well, when the sports world had shut down just recently, start to see a trend, and I was like, man, okay, we're in some trouble here. And I actually lived 15 minutes away from New York at the time of 9-11. And it does have similarities. And I'm looking forward to listening to Evan's show. I love his show. Right. Um, you know, and shout out to The Athletic, our guy over there, Ray, from uh, State of Combat. And just shout out to everyone, man. I'm in a sentimental mood. It's sad times we're in right now. So big ups to everybody. But it does have that kind of feeling. And you can see the look on everyone's face. And unfortunately, I was out here during the shootings that had transpired in Las Vegas a couple of years back during that country rock concert, and it had that same, like, foul stench in the air. You know, 9-11, obviously, we didn't, everything was uncertain about the future, but I remember Bernard Hopkins and Felix Trinidad carrying on in, in a legendary, amazing fight, which we can talk about later, and I do like that prideful, wishful thinking, like, yes, let's defy, let's be defiant, let's, let's go, go out there and, and, you know, live our life and continue, but the, the scary thing about this is that we don't much about this virus yet and how it's going to affect America, because it is affecting, to my knowledge, different areas differently, uh, more severely, less severely, whatever. So we don't really know what's up in America yet. I know there's some cases back in my homeland of Jersey that's starting to spread. We had one out here in Vegas. So we just got to kind of wait it out and see what's up. But the severity, David, to answer your question, was when you start seeing things, not only sports, just life in general, man. A lot of things are just you know, pumping the brakes, turning off the lights, and just chilling. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, you, you know, you, here's my issue, okay? When it comes to Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals, you know, they're all taking, you know, they're all, all at the juggernaut right now. And um, what I'm looking at is that that doesn't help or doesn't solve anything for anybody. You know, what helps and solves things is starting to look out for each other. And, and you know, if, if uh, to, we need to be self-contained and, you know, there's, there's a, a contamination, you know, uh, what is it? Um, God, I'm, I went blank here. What's the word I'm looking for right now? Um, quarantine. Quarantine, quarantine. Right, quarantine and stuff. And yeah. the folks that didn't take it serious, because unfortunately there are folks out there that are still believing that this is kind of a hoax. But if you don't think major sports having a, a shutdown – and we're talking about major, uh, uh, major league baseball, uh, the NBA, uh, you know, uh, college ball. Now the uh, uh, PGA, they all shut down, and boxing um, went along with it. They followed suit. Then I don't know what what it is is going to take for you to realize that this is a this is a real thing, you know. But going again, be 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 mindful that that you know, don't panic. Don't get too crazy, uh, you know. Do you know stock up here and there? But I'm I'm seeing I don't just know over there in Las Vegas where you're based out of, but here in uh, in California in Modesto Riverbank area. But yesterday there was already uh, reported numerous fights in the parking lot of Costco. People fighting yeah. for toilet paper and water, and even people posting videos of attacking each other. You know, um, this is the first email that I received, which was from. Um, Golden Boy, and I'm glad that that I'm glad that Golden Boy immediately, you know, didn't wait. Right? They didn't wait and they didn't say like, "Oh, let's let's," you know. Well, actually, they they had to 
because the California State Athletic Commission shut them down. So let me take that back, you know. They had to, you know, as well as everybody else. They had to shut it down because the, the California Athletic Commission decided to say, no, there's no way we're going to risk it. And, you know, sometimes boxing gets it wrong. But this time around, seeing what some of these commissions are looking at, um, they're getting it right. You know, and I think that was the right move just for the safety for everybody so we can kind of, you know, understand this disease and understand where it's going, how it's being uh, dealt with. Um, you know, Nancy uh, Pelosi, who, who is the House leader, um, she went on and she made a speech about passing a bill where they're going to hopefully have testings for free for people, you know, to see whether or not they have, they did, you know, come across or, they, or they, they do have the coronavirus. So there are things out there that are being done. And I think that it's really, really, really good. You know, I did, I did, you know, um, I did speak to, to Vada and I'll throw up, up here really quick. What I had, what I had, uh, um, what I had text him as soon as I, as soon as I could find it here, Johnny, um, and that's exactly what I texted him. I was just wondering, because the fight was still in New York with Stevenson and Miraga, whether or not they were going to do any type of testing. And their response there was it was up to the commission and, and the athletes, personal physicians, to ask them, um, you know, to, if they could do testing. Now, remember this, folks. VADA is an anti-doping organization, volunteer organization. So they're not really equipped for it. The reason why I asked, because I was just wondering, because the fight still was going to go on, and because we, regardless they weren't going to have a, an audience at Top Rank, this Top Rank event, event that there is still, you're going to have staff there, and the fighters are still there. So do you test them just to make sure the, the safety, not just for the athletes, but for the overall people that are going to be involved of, of production and, and getting this feed out for the masses that, that are going to be around the world and basically staying home uh, until further notice. Right. So that's why I, I reached out to them just to kind of see, and I understood their answer, uh, Johnny, and what they had told me, like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, you know, because we have to be asked. Yeah. My thing is that, you know, that's important. Obviously the, the fighter safety. And I think overall the safety of everyone is the concern. Safety is the key word here. I don't mind them shutting things down. I don't mind things going quarantine for a little bit. You know, I'm a hard worker, and I'd rather be out there earning, right? But, again, we don't know the severity of this thing, so I think it's best we just wait it out and see where it takes us. And I know it sucks if you go through a training camp and you go through nutrition and dieting. And right. You get, so you got to cut your weight, and you get all, like, agitated and whatnot. And then you peak and you, you try to make your way and you do all the formalities, like even travel. There's a lot of people, ESPN's crew went all the way over there. Right. Everyone's going to lose money on this. And I hate to sound like negative. We're all going to take hits here. But as long as we remain healthy, you know, and Italy did it too late. You know, I think with their kind of shut down because it spread over there big time. But I do like what the Italian government is doing in terms of, you know, waiving mortgages and waiving like, you know, if you pay your power bill, they understand they're not going to shut you off. We need to all this unite, not to sound corny here, but in times right. of crisis, like when I saw the supermarket, bro, to go back to that, that was full on anarchy, right? I had old That's ladies in the shopping cart, like cut me off. I'm like, yo, chill. Everyone just calm down. And I could see how some could escalate in a parking lot, how some people could throw down and start like, you know, shooting one twos at each other. We all just need to chill, you know, work together, be cool and be calm, everybody. And good luck. Yeah. You know, with top rank, them moving forward, which I got to be honest here, I thought 
them still broadcasting and following suit what UFC is going to do. This is how I looked at it. I looked at the upside. And tell me if I'm wrong about this here, Johnny. You know, you're having major sports here in America. Let's just talk about America. And the one thing that these promoters have been trying to do here in the States is try to, try to attract new fans. The zone has been trying to do that for quite some time, putting, you know, YouTubers on there, fighting, putting them up against each other and, and them facing each other, right? So I thought that with the broadcasting of, you know, the, the NBA, baseball, uh, college sports, all that stuff is being shut down, all that stuff in that, that March Madness, that if they were going to go forward with the UFC and boxing by broadcasting, there was going to be a lot more people to tune in to come across it because the fact that there's nothing else on. And if you're a sports person and you're looking to enjoy a Saturday still with a, a nice cold beer, um, you're going to want to find something to watch. So I thought that was great. But I think the pressure really came down to top rank at the moment. I'm, I, you know, and I could be wrong about this, but seeing their Northern Ireland uh, potential star that who they're putting a lot of money on go off, go off the hinge about top rank still doing this, still planning to have this event. And Mike Colin, Colin, uh, Colin I'm sorry, I'm a Colin. What the hell, Colin? Um, this is what <laughs> this is what he had to say. Okay, he said no one's been tested. And this was reported by, uh, by, by Eidek from Boxing Scene, okay? Uh, no one's been tested. Colin said, they should be fucking scanning people when they're coming into the States and getting things checked. I suppose it's boxing, isn't it? It's a mercenary sport. As long as, they show, as long as the show goes ahead, as long as the money's being made, nobody cares. There could be a strong possibility that here's a kid... That, that didn't hold back, that showed concern for his safety, right? And isn't he the one that stuck out his middle finger to the judges at the Olympics, right? So very vocal. And I think Top Rank needed to respond with that collateral damage by saying we're not going to go forward with it because, uh, you know, that Ironman kid was scheduled to fight on Tuesday. So you now you have, you have the Saturday card shut down and the Tuesday card shut down. Golden Boy shut down all March, you know, and basically all of California shut down all March. There's nothing happening. Now, folks, if you guys don't think this is really serious, uh, here's another guy um, who's a smaller promoter in Mexico, Ernesto Torres. Uh, he put out there and he was having an event at, uh, what is it, uh, you know, due to the ongoing situation and the rapid spread of the coronavirus, we have decided to cancel our boxing event schedule. And Agua Calientes, Mexico, on the 27th of March. Now, I don't know if you saw this. On that same day on the 27th, uh, the Philly special was also supposed to be broadcast on, on, on Impact Network. Well, I just saw on a tweet from Raging uh, uh, Michelle Rosado, who's the promoter, uh, co-promoter with Lou DeBella, that event has been called off, and that Monday, if you purchase tickets, are going to be refunded back to you on Monday. Uh, Monday. So... That's when you start knowing, look, this is starting to get, this is serious. We can't overlook this at all. No, we cannot overlook this at all. And the only event that I know that's happening, you know, my girl had told me uh, just a few minutes before we went on air that Garth Brooks sold out. I don't know where he sold out. I got to find more information, but he's still going on. So there, there will be a public event. I don't know when the government or whatever, like, you know, region that they're in, 
government come in and say, no, you can't do this. We're sorry. We fund the money. You can't earn. You can't celebrate. And again, I like the fact that the show must go on. I get that. Life has to continue no matter what. I mean, we love boxing. It's all about perseverance. But we got to be careful. Well, here's my question. Here's my question. We know right now, as of right now, with the music industry, okay, concerts going on. But there's two things that we got to look at, okay? These arenas and these places where you're going to hold these events, having mass people, okay, are they going to are they are, what are what are the procedures of cautionary uh, of this still continuing? You know, obviously casinos, you know, and and, and arenas are going to be affected by this uh, because that's their sole income coming in, but their employees as well. You know, how do they work this out? You know, and I think that's what the president right now is trying to figure out. Is you know sending these pe- people home and still getting uh, getting paid or what? You know, do they cut into a, a work leave situation, workman's comp? Because you you know you physically now are being told don't show up. So I understand why certain arenas and casinos are still staying open because they still have to figure this out. And like other folks, they haven't. I wouldn't say jump the gun, but they're definitely waiting for more information. The information is just it's just. You know, it's coming out like a storm. It just keeps coming, coming. So, you know, that's that was my thoughts about it. Was how far do they keep going? Were they because it's really the, it's up to the arena, the 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 place you're going to have the function where they could shut the doors. And then, what does the promoter or anybody else that's holding this? What do they do next? Well, I believe they're scanning people on the strip at just even casinos at this point. Really, it's very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're starting to scam people to make sure. And I think that's the necessary precautionary measures to have to not spread this thing. Right now, there's been one case in Vegas, to my knowledge, it was at the Mirage. I'm sure there's more at this point. Hmm. Um, and I think that's why everyone was at the grocery store today, because, you know, we know the inevitable's coming. Unfortunately, we have to think in a negative fashion here that it's only going to get worse before it gets better, you know. And we live in the real world. That's how we have to think realistically. Um, you know, what they do for events. Whatever events they're going to have, I think they should do that scanning. I know that out here, I was told earlier today that they're going to have free check-ins at CVS and Walgreens and all that out here. I think it's very important around the world, not just in Las Vegas. My concern living in Las Vegas is that we're a touristy city. we got people coming from all over the place. So, I mean, I'm glad that they shut down European travel, even though I love the Brits and all that and people over in Europe. You know, you're always welcome here. You know, but well, what, what, didn't that kid from um, the the Utah Jazz kid, uh, Rudy uh, Gobert, right? I mean, didn't he go to a casino where it's yeah. international? I mean, so many people are going there. That place is so busy, and I think that's where they're saying he contracted the the coronavirus, right? I believe so. I, I read so many reports. I got a quick. I mean. You know, you want to talk about people that weren't taking it serious immediately and, you know, follow suit of the jokes and the memes. And, but he's, he's a, you know, he's a figure in the sport. Uh, but let me show you a clip of what he said and what outraged a lot of folks because how he downplayed the whole situation. What do you think, man? I mean, what do you say? I mean, I've seen a lot of people coming at him saying he gets he gets what he deserves. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know, this is what happened. He came out with his statement though, and he did apologize. And uh, you know, he did say that he, it was foolish for him to act that way and not take it, you know, that serious. But you know, uh, um, that's where he's at. Tom Hanks is another guy. I mean, he didn't make fun of it, but he contracted it in Australia, 
And, you know, uh, that's the reason why we're having an international shutdown at the airports at the moment. I couldn't hear the clip because uh, I had some audio issues here. But what did the clip say, David? He didn't say anything. Okay, what he did, he answered some questions. He was upset the way the NBA was handling it because he thought that they were jumping the gun. So what he decided to do was start touching everything, the walls. If you go back, I'll go again. You want to play that clip again, you, you can see it again. Um, um, he'll start touching all the, the walls and the mic, and then he walked oh, off. okay, the video clip. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. So, yeah, I mean, did you have a chance to see what the prime minister, uh, the U.K. prime minister, Boris Johnson, had to say about shutting down events, which he is not doing at the moment. I mean, he said little effect by shutting down events, uh, events, because the issue is that the burden of such events can place on the public service, service, okay, which means the workers there. And that's what he's pretty much saying. But um, he was pretty brutal. He was like, look, um, some of you are going to catch it, you know, you know, some of you are going to die. I mean, it was pretty brutal. I don't know if you had a chance. You can go back and, and check that out. I do have a small clip of him, uh, of what he had to say um, about it. Let me see if I can find it. Yep, I got it right here. And this is pretty much what he had to say about, about the coronavirus and why they're not going in quarantine and why they're not shooting down the events. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much man that's pretty much how we said it bro <laughs> you know uh yeah you know i mean uh i got we got to poke a little bit of fun you know we got to poke you know but and that's the thing we need the entertainment and i want the sports and i want stuff and things to make you laugh so i recommend watching curb your enthusiasm on hbo it's been but but dude i mean that's pretty much sums up this speech, you know, of how he approached it. Uh, I mean, people were pissed off the way Trump approached it, saying that it was basically a hoax and, you know, whatnot. And even his, uh, his followers, his cult following, uh, a friend of mine who's a major Trump uh, supporter was downplaying it. And then when he told me he was gone, I was like, hey, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go get some water. Why are you going to do that? Why are you getting water? You know, just playing with them. He said, well, I'd rather, you know, uh, I'd rather at least be uh, uh, prepared, you know, but that's, that's what happens, you know, when your government kind of looks at it, you know, and, and says, oh, you know what, uh, um, they're trying to do damage control, and I understand that, but it was just the way they approached it and the way they said it and the way they did it, where it did leave some people thinking, like, it's a joke, you know, let's take it as a joke, but now it's, now it's down to uh, really, really getting, getting serious here. I'd like to lighten the mood up a little bit more and uh, talk about, I don't know if you saw this thing I posted on Twitter that was a Fox, I think, news uh, broadcast where they were showing parents, like, wiping down kids. And one dude actually Lysol his kid's face. Oh, no. Oh, bro. Oh, we just sit there and just taking it, dude. Like, I was like, what is going on? People, I mean, is it an overreaction? I don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know shit until we see how it shit pans out. So we see what's good. But there, there are some funny things out there. And hopefully, you know, it just chills out. And uh, like I said, I think the best thing to do is just air it out for a little while. And I wish they would shut down the airport here in Vegas. Like, again, everyone from around the world is welcome to my city. But I think that we just need to, to calm things down and, and just kind of stay indoors and just wait a minute. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely wait on it. You know, I'm not saying don't take precautionaries and, and, and you know, try to, uh, you know, protect your family. That's the best thing. That's what's going to be on your mind is protect your family. 
you know, but I'm glad that Top Rank uh, did release. Uh, oh, it wasn't. I'm sorry, that's not Top Rank. Um, let me find what Top Rank had throw. Okay, so Top Rank did release. Did release this here, and uh, if I can find it here, Johnny. Um, oh, here it is. Okay, so Jesus, I just lost it, man. My bad, folks. I'm still getting used to this new program. Okay. So they did release and say they are shutting down their events. So there's the tweet right there, the press release that they did send out on their website and on their uh, Twitter feed. You know, so they did put that out there. And I'm glad that they followed the, the right to, even though I would have loved to, you know, I mean, we're boxing ghouls here. You know, we want to watch our sport. Was I disappointed? I was, I'm, was I in the panic of going like, oh, shit, well, what are we going to do now, right? Uh, but again, you know, this is the safety for our athletes. Um, you know, and the safety of people and people that the, the people behind the scenes that are working to get these broadcasts out for us. So, you know, um, even though like Dana White, he's going to move forward with it and uh, he's going to continue on moving forward on what he plans, he plans to do. Right. But I mean, it's not all bad news in boxing. You still got Us- Usyk and uh, Ch- Chisora that's still moving forward too. And, but, you know, really quick, I'll, I'll I might, I might as well, we're talking Dana White here. We might as well know um, what he had said about the whole situation going on in sports being shut down. And here's what he had to say about it. Uh, Dana White, from the, the spokesperson and president of the UFC. Sport and think about there's never, you know why? Because we always go overboard with health and safety. And that's what we're going to do here. I talked to the president and vice president of the United States today about this. And, and they're taking this very serious. You know, and, and they're saying, be cautious, be careful, but live your life and stop panicking. Everybody is, is, is panicking. And instead of panicking, we're actually getting out there and working with doctors and health officials and the government to figure out how we keep the sport safe and how we can, can, can continue to put on events. That. Think about our sport and think about there's never. What do, you, what do you have to say about that there, Johnny? What do you think about that or what he had to say, you know, in that small interview clip? I understand the rah-rah approach and what he's trying to say. I think it's just a matter of time, though, before if things continue on this unfortunate path that it looks like it's going to continue on, that he'll be forced to shut down. You know, no one's bigger than this, what's happening right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I get it. And it's a good opportunity for whoever's able, you know, to, to continue doing events to have all eyes on you because guess what? There's not much to do. I think it's very serious. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think what it comes down to, there's a lot of money that he put out to get, especially think about money-wise with Top Rank and Golden Boy, okay? Equal to what the UFC did to build up this upcoming event. Now, I don't follow UFC. I'm not a big UFC guy, okay? But I'm pretty sure when they put up their events, because they have so many people on that card, so many people on that card, so much buildup, so much time that they do on broadcast advertisement, that it's a little bit harder for Dana White to take a hard pill and realize that, you know, you're, this is the, the, the protection of your athletes and, and, and you know, uh, 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 of them moving forward if they catch this, right? Money. That's what it comes down to. That's the only thing I can come down to. I mean, is it selfish? him to do this yes and no because he's looking at his wallet at the same time when he should be looking at the safety of his employees whereas top rank if they were in that position you imagine if they had a major let's put it you imagine if they had errol spence finally versus terence crawford do they postpone it 
or do they risk still making the event with no audience because the fact is they're going to have to dump more money if they postpone it to a later date? You know, it's a moral check there. You know, like, do I do this or I don't do that, right? What's up, G-Funk? How you doing, brother? to earn, you know? And some people during this time, David, are going to make money and profit from it. Some people, unfortunately, are going to take a lot of hits. And when you're in a promotional outfit situation like the UFC, which is, you know, which is just bought recently for $4 billion, you know, by Disney, ESPN, they put a lot of money and they want a lot of money back from that investment. But you can't stop the inevitable things happen in life. You take your hits. I know that they want their fighters to get paid. They want their, you know, judges and everyone to be taken care of, their refs and stuff like that. Right. But there comes a time where you just can't control things. Noel from Triophacy. It's a really hard name, man. He does a podcast. It's called The Boxing on the Go. Um, He did a great interview. You guys haven't checked it. I'll put the link on a little later uh, because I'm still trying to figure out how to do this over here, man. I'm not a tech guy. I'm actually surprised I even got this up here, Johnny, to tell you the truth. Yeah, we did this all like within 15 minutes. Are you good? Are you good? You know, uh, it's all over the place nowadays. We don't know what's happening. Exactly. So if you follow us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Periscope, you'll be able to see the show live now. Uh, when I do uh, do this here, um, but he interviewed Jim Boone, who is a ticket guy. Um, and if you've been following Leave the Ring for years, Jim Jim Boone has come on the next round. He came on my show, Leave the Ring, and tells how the sales are going, how the buzz is, how the market looks. And he went on uh, on boxing on the go, and he gave his opinion before everything still really started breaking down because he was like. The Canelo and Al- the Canelo Alvarez and and Billy Joe Saunders, I think the reason hasn't been announced is because they're still on hold about what's going to happen next. You know, they're still waiting to see the announcement of the coronavirus, how it's going to affect the sport. So he went on. It's a good list. If you guys want to go back, it's on the go. Uh, you know, triophacy. Um, I'm sorry, fucking Noel. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's on his it's, it's on his Twitter feed, his website. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and uh, uh, wish I, I should have grabbed something, put a link on here, bro. My bad. But so going back with, with Jim Boone, he actually had some positive. He had a positive thing to say about boxing on his Twitter feed. And uh, uh, it, I, it's so true what he said. He's like, look, we, we've been through the mill, bro. The absolute mill with, with boxing, you know, the, you know, World War One, uh, you know, 9-11, Etc. The list goes on. Depre- the depression, etc. And the coronavirus. That boxing will still get, come out of this uh, at the end of the end of, in the light of the tunnel. Uh, don't worry about it. That it still it'll come through and we'll be back back in the ring again and watching our athletes go at it one more time. You know, it's an unfortunate hiccup we're having. Uh, you know, everybody, like I said, stay very safe. Uh, you know, take the precautions out there. Don't take it lightly. Uh, you know, and just make sure you're you're safe and your families. Your family's safe, you know, but I thought that was a breath of fresh air, man, seeing that some folks, you know, because like I said, the hysteria here, Jim, I mean, Johnny is, you know, ducking cover and don't come out of the, don't come out of your hole. Uh, I don't say do any of that, you know, um, I still say continue living your life. If you can go to work, still go to work and all that. Wash your hands, uh, take your hygiene, the, the normal shit you're supposed to do anyways, right? You go take a piss, piss and you shake it, wash your hands. Johnny, I don't know about you. That's what I was taught. Wash your hand, you know, shake it. Shake it. Don't shake it too hard, Phil, but shake it, right? And you'll never leave the house and shake it. <laughs> that's, 
That's what I've been told, my man. But you know, here I'll tell you one tweet that got my blood boiling. Okay, and I wasn't surprised, but Jose Suleiman, did you see that tweet? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm going to read it out for you, man. You know, uh, I have spoken to many experts and doctors about the virus, and the fact is that the world's reacting wrongly. Please educate yourself about it, and then you understand that we must not panic, and and life can continue as usual with specific precautions. Okay, got it, what you're saying. You know, but saying that the world is acting wrongly about it, I don't think they did because – he just said it in that one tweet that it's not everybody's educated about it, okay? And like I said, when you got your polit- po- uh, polit- uh, political, uh, you know, figures out there uh, not taking it serious, well, this is what happens. That's where panic starts to, you know, kind of dive in. And panic starts to dive in when you start hearing the national emergency, sports being closed, events no longer, uh, you know, going forward. And and then you're 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 telling people well stop halt after you scream fire right? Well, my thing is you know some people are overreacting, underreacting. The thing is you have to react though. We got to take it seriously. I did see that tweet, and I understand some people's point. I want to be out there earning too, and I'm still continuing to work. I do have a lot of cancellations. If you guys don't know by trade, I'm a music instructor, professional drummer, guitar player, stuff like that. Right. And uh, I, I understand people's apprehension, and I understand other people that are like, hey, man, let's go, let's do it. And I'm kind of like in between this weekend, just chilling out, waiting to see how it affects my city, waiting to see how it's affecting other cities, and we take it from there. And I think that's important that we just remain cautious. Like you said, wash your hands. You know, I wouldn't recommend shaking it like David said too much. You know what I did? You know what I did yesterday? And I normally, well, my place of business is, you know, it's always your, you know, uh, the way you present yourself, you know, and I've always done this regardless though, because that's just the way I brought up is shake a guy's hand and look right in their eyes. You know, it's a, it's a level of respect. Right. But yesterday when I was telling everybody by, I was like, Hey, you know, fist pump here, you know, or I wave, Hey man, I'll see you later. You know? And, uh, um, and that's because I'm not making fun of it, but I'm like, look, I don't want to catch it. You know, I don't want to end up like this Utah jazz guy. And stuff. And what's up, Nopa? D style, how you doing, brother? Everybody that's joining the chat room, man, thanks for coming on and stuff and hearing us two knuckleheads uh, talk about the coronavirus and try to sound smart while we're trying to do it here. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Nopa just put up. I heard, I just called him Nopa, bro. I'm, I'm sorry, Nopa. <laughs> Nopa. I heard Mexico wants to block the border as they get, uh, let's see. So they don't get the coronavirus. Um, but like I said, I, earlier I posted a small promoter, uh, manager, uh, Ernesto Torres, who had a scheduled event at Agua Caliente, and he canceled it. I called him, too. told me he was going to call me back and because um, I hadn't heard if there was any report yet there in Mexico yet. So I was kind of like, whoa, that, that's another thing that caught my ear. My ears went bing because the whole fact is like, wait a minute, Mexico hasn't really mentioned Anything. I believe that solo book sales still going forward. Um, it's still on the schedule that I see. So that that there, um, I wanted to speak to to Ernesto, who I, I I do speak to on a regular basis, but he was in uh, in the process of flying, uh, uh, you know, so I couldn't talk to him there, man. I'll tell you what, uh, out of all the news about boxing being shut down, it's not going to happen. We did have a great. Uh, I mean, like I said, the Usyk and uh, Derek. Chizora is is still on, 
and Usyk, uh, great. I mean, as always, he's a character, right? You know, there's been no, there's no denying that he's not a character. And he went up there, faced off with, uh, with uh, Chizora, and uh, this is what they had to do, and this is what uh, Usyk had to do right after. I- I'm pumped up about this fight. Oh, dude, hell yeah, absolutely. Usyk looks the part. I'm looking to see him at heavyweight. You know, Chisora's got a big punch. I think it's a dangerous fight. I favor Usek in terms of his boxing ability. But then again, we don't really know much about him at heavyweight. You know, so we got to see how he handles that heavy punch. And let's face facts, man. The top of the division right now, the top five guys, I mean, which way you want to swing them, you know. Right. Everyone's got Fury up top, rightfully so. But all these guys are bangers. And we see that even with Fury, who was never known to be a banger. If, dude, if you're over 200 pounds, especially over 250, getting close to that 300-pound range, you touch him, man. You can hurt him. You can hurt him with a jab. We saw Wilder get hurt with a jab in that fight, man. Absolutely. You know, and, and what he did in the video, uh, if you're just tuning into Blog Talk and you're not watching us visually, uh, what Usyk did is, like I said, he's a character in the sport. We need that kind of a character. Um, he is aware of what's going on in the world with it. Uh, he, did a, he did a selfie with Derek Chisora, and, and then after that, he sprayed, you know, <laughs> he sprayed some stuff so that can, can, uh, you know, he could, you know, disinfect, disinfect people and stuff, and I thought that was just great and, and playful. At the same time, though, he's, he is showing that, hey, this is, a, this is an issue. There is, you know, and, uh, but going back with that fight, you're absolutely right. You know, I think this is the bar that we've been waiting for for Usyk, Alexander uh, Usyk, because the fact we still have questions. Even though he's fought at, 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 as a heavyweight in the World Series boxing, in the Boxing World Series, I'm sorry, um, you know, uh, he's fought big guys. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's been there. He's done that. But in the pros, that's still where we're kind of like questioning. Can he still use that movement? Um, his flurry of hands, his, his almost adapted style of Lomachenko, is it going to work against big, strong punchers, big, strong guys that are not going to care for the pity pats while you search and seek to find a, a kink in your game? Are they going to stand by and just watch you do all that? I don't, I'm not quite sure. So I'm, I'm very, very interested. I've seen that happen. Another aspect is the physicality just in general. Like what we saw with Tyson Fury leading on, you know, Wilder, and really just manhandling a big man. Like, yes, Wilder does have chicken legs. But he's very top-heavy. Look at his back. Look at his shoulders. And we know he's strong. And Tyson Fury really just took and handled him like a puppet, you know, and put him where he wants to put him and pushed him around and stuff like that. So yeah. the physicality, you know, of, of uh, some of these bigger men, you know, will definitely show up in some of these Usyk fights. But I think Usyk still will have to command himself to not be handled that way. And he's got great skills. He's got great footwork. So Zora's got to – we got to see how much he's got left in him. Uh, you know, this guy has been in some serious wars. We got to find out whether or not he could cut that ring off. Um, you know, Usyk, is he, is he fully healed? Let's not forget he had a, a, a hand damage or shoulder damage. There you go. Shoulder, yeah. you know. So, Elbow, shoulder, bunch of stuff. Bunch yeah, of stuff there. So we got to find out if he's fully healthy and ready to take on a big, strong uh, Shizuro who's been in there with some of the best fighters in the world, you know, um, campaigned his whole career as, as that heavyweight, you know. So – is the is the footwork gonna puzzle them? Um, are these so, uh, little pity patch shots? I said, is it gonna interrupt him coming forward, or is he gonna walk through that and try to land his big shots? Those are the questions 
that all that every every fight fan should start underlining. We start underlining it, and then when we find out when the fight does happen, then you check it to see whether or not which one still that he's able to to hold up uh, when it comes in his arsenal of fighting style against a Derek Chajor. Yeah, we'll get a lot of information in that fight, especially when we see him get hit. Because one thing about Chisora, you know he's going to try to throw, man. And he throws different ways. He'll throw, like, you know, from a wide range. He'll throw at a close range. He'll fight you until you take the fight out of him. And, and I think that that's going to be Usyk's, you know, best game plan to go in and just take the fight out of him. You know, keep him at bay and just work off the jab and just break him down. You know, but Chisora, he's been through some shit. So I don't know yeah. how much he's got left in the back. I'm going to ask you guys this, and I ask everybody in the chat room and stuff, what do you guys think? Do you think this is the, the, the match that's going to expose whether or not Usyk belongs in the heavyweight division, or should he just keep the, you know, being on the top of the king of the hill of the cruiserweight division? I mean, listen, here's, here's the truth and matter about the cruiserweight division. You could continue staying there um, and picking off whoever stepped up to the plate or you move up where the big money is at and the big names are right now, uh, you know, which is great in the heavyweight division, which we haven't seen for a full decade, uh, you know, how deep and, 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 and how round Robin, Robin, you can, you can play with in the uh, heavyweight division. So I don't blame any cruiserweights, you know, that kid, the, the Cuban kid Sanchez, he jumped up, uh, you know, I don't blame any of them because the fact is that's where the money's at there, Johnny. Well, absolutely. And they got to look, too, if you become the champion at heavyweight, man, it's like you're the man. That's it. You know, that's the biggest title. It used to be the biggest title in all sports. Right. And I'm hoping that all this great, you know, uh, hype that we're getting from really good fights at heavyweight ranks, you know, from around the world and all these great personalities. Cause let's face facts, man. These guys are fun to be around. Deontay Wilder, you know, Tyson Fury, even Joshua. Hmm. Like, their, their, their personality is really helping sell the heavyweight division. Right. I want to get. I want to see that title become that again. And you had mentioned Usyk before. Usyk's out there photobombing people and acting like a clown and being funny, and I love it. But then he looks like like a murderer. Like if you look at his eyes, when oh, you look bro, at you, he looks like the type of dude I would run away from. Exactly. He looks like a guy that would, you know, beat you up, pull out a straw, and suck your blood out of you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd be like, you know? no, I'm good. I he looked like he enjoyed getting hit. Like, you hit him, he's like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. You turned me on, baby, you know. Because I think he's a great character. I think that, I think, you know what, I think people need to pump the brakes about him right now. To say that he is the number one in the heavyweight division without proving otherwise, because he fought uh, the cousin of, of Tim Witherspoon, Chaz Witherspoon, and we all knew why. He, the injury came off of we still didn't know whether or not he was comfortable moving up, how well he was going to do. That, to me, was a fight just to really find out physically where he's at. Still, going into this fight with, with Derek, is, we're still going to find out. But to me, the bar got picked up just a little bit. He went up the ladder just a little bit to find out where is, is he ready for an, you know, Anthony Joshua, uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, you know, uh, 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 Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder. You know, even even like a Luis Ortiz, um, you know, Baby Miller's still out there floating around in the PD cloud. You know, these guys are still there. These are big, strong, very strong heavyweights. 
So the verdict for, for Uskik is, is, is out there, but I would not I would not rate him out of anything right now, Johnny, because of the skill level he brings. The smaller guy sometimes doesn't need all of that, doesn't need to have all that one time, you know, one punch behind them in the heavyweight division. We have seen guys survive in the heavyweight division, such as like Chris Bird, survive in the heavyweight division with just massive skills. The problem was that the bigger fellas, that's where, we, that's where I'm, I'm questioning. The big guys that are 6'6 and up, how fair does Usyk, you know, respond in that? Guys that can, you know, they're not going to be affected with a big punch. But I wouldn't compare Usyk's punching power to Chris Bird. I think Usyk's a bigger puncher than that. But I just don't know exactly where at. What's up, Steve Mendoza? ¿Qué pasó, brother? Thanks for joining the show. You mentioned Chris Bird, and you remember Ike Abiyabuchi when he caught him? Chris Bird was elusive, dude. When Abiyabuchi put his balls on him, oh, man, that's the, the fear at heavyweight for anybody. It's a different level, dude. I sparred a heavyweight a couple times, and they move you. I'm not a big guy, but you feel the force of just about hey, everything. Hey, I'm not a big guy, but I'm Italian. Hey Johnny, you you gonna see? Are you gonna go see Rocky? Yeah. Hey, I don't want to fuck it up for you, but uh, yo, Sly wins again. Oh yeah, bro. Ever, ever again. Matter of fact, I'm gonna write it up here on the refrigerator. <laughs> oh yeah. You cannot use that phone again. But again, everybody, stay safe. We're really at the tail end here of our show on uh, leaving the ring, the corona and boxing. And, you know, like I say, we gave you the updates, uh, you know, the, the, you know, what we thought. And hopefully March, the end of March, we get back to normal and uh, the sports come back up. But like I said, at the end of the day, it, it boils down to the safety of the people, the fans, the people that are behind the broadcasting to, to, to bring out these programs for us to watch and especially for the athletes, you know, but again, stay, stay safe. Don't panic. Don't get all crazy and stuff. Um, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, just do what's right. Like I said, uh, take care of your hygiene and, uh, you know, don't shake nobody's hands, man. That's just, you know, I, you know, don't shake anybody's hands right now. Cause you don't know where they, be. you should, you know what? Think about it. You shouldn't shake. I, even if you, if I was to shake your hand right now, I still should go and wash my hand because I don't know what you did. You live in Vegas, bro. You live in Vegas and shit, you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? But uh, really quick, man, uh, um, just to leave everybody with a good laugh, man. Um, God, I even put it up. I got to look. I got all my notes here, and I don't think I did that with that guy. I'm going to have to find it here. Let's see, man, if I got it here. Oh, yeah. Over 800 people now have died from it. And people want to know what the solution is. Fuck the solution. How did it start? Motherfuckers eating bats. Who the fuck is bats? gonna lie i'm one of those i'm one of those mexicans dude that'll be like oh fuck it i'll try it you know yeah oh yeah okay yeah, i'll try it. i'll try it once you know i'm not gonna deny it you know can i put some hot sauce in it can you put it in a tortilla i'll do it uh, that's definitely something I, I would do man so anyways everybody stay safe 
Again, we'll be back on Monday live with myself, my co-host, Omokar, producer, Kenny T. Don't forget Johnny Zig, uh, I mean, Johnny Zig uh, uh, does the Epic Let's Talk fights on the Leave It In The Ring network. And, uh, you know, uh, yours is more sporadic. Uh, you don't have a time set, but you do try to drop at least two Two a week. Two a week here. Evan Rakowski from Fisonados. A lot of information. Um, He just post. I just posted his his podcast on the Leave It a Ring uh, Network. You can find it on Stitcher, iTunes, whatever you have. Audio Boom. It is on YouTube. um, And he gave you his thoughts and what the effect of the coronavirus and boxing is going to happen. A lot of good information he he produced out there, as well as Kurt from uh, uh, Boxing Esquire does some very in depth boxing interviews with a lot of folks in the industry, not just with the fighters, but, you know, uh, media managers and lawyers. He is a lawyer himself for, for the fight game. So, uh, you know, be sure to filter through the network and listen to all the podcasts that we do post and, and try to, you know, keep everybody entertain, entertained. Stay, excuse me. Stay safe. Uh, be sure to check out. I was on last week, uh, well, this week, with uh, D-Style on his ch- channel. And, uh, you know, he's got a great channel. So make sure you check out D-Style's channel. He, he does uh, like four shows a week, um, you know, um, and each one of them is different. He brings a different approach to, to the fight game. I love a lot of his takes. I like the way he looks at the sport. Um, he gives a lot of good information as well, as well as Joe Habib, man, from the Ringside Reporter. Check, check him out. Um, you know, Joe Habib is another OG of the YouTube community, does a phenomenal job. Same thing with Blood, who I still listen to, does documentary, in-depth documentaries of the 80s, fighters in the 80s. If you want to know about a fighter, Blood's channel is this channel, the channel to go to. But uh, podcast-wise, and our boy from Athletic there, you know, uh, 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 Rafe, uh, yeah, they do a phenomenal job. So be sure to check out theirs. I believe they come out on Monday as well, right, Johnny? They come out anywhere between Tuesday and Thursday. I've seen. And Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're great and they're funny, and it's an absolute pleasure to listen to one of my favorites out there. Yeah, there you go, guys. And again, man, everybody that came through, thank you again. And uh, you know, uh, until until Monday. You will see us here back. And, again, uh, enjoy yourself. Don't panic. Keep barbecuing. Still crack open the brewskis. Tonight is is Brandon Lee on Showbox, uh, the new generation on Showtime. So enjoy that while we do have, have that, even though a lot of the shows have been canceled. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Caballero.